1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: An insider's look at the National Football League. It's NFL Lunch. Presented by Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. With Vinny and Haney on 105.7 The Fan.
3: Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Super Bowl 58 in the books. Kansas City Chiefs win it again third and five years second in a row Bob Haney, Vitty serrato so the kings of the football world and we're becoming uh, used to it it's Kansas City after going 50 years between Super Bowl appearances they've been to a lot of them since and here to talk about that Hall of Fame class of 24 first time candidates for 25 talk of fame Two is the network longtime NFL writer he's on the WGK Law Guest Hotline let's welcome back to the show Clark Judge. Clark, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us here in the Charm City.
4: Hi, Bob. My pleasure to be there.
3: Let's talk about Patrick Mahomes here because obviously the busting Canton is happening for him. And, you know, I asked you about him a year or two ago, about what level. Because Reggie Jackson, for instance, to use a baseball analogy, he goes, yeah, I'm a Hall of Famer, but I'm not in the Willie Mays level of Hall of Fame. If this guy keeps going the way that he is, What level of Hall of Fame, because you either are or you aren't, but you get where I'm coming from. What level of Hall of Fame will we be talking about Patrick Mahomes in?
4: Well, you put him in a a very small circle of luminaries, and I think that would be the top five. And most people today would say, top five? What are you talking about? It should be less than that, right? But I, I include people like Otto Graham. You know, 10 years he played, 10 championship games, seven titles he played today, you go, the greatest of all time, you know. (laughs) Um, Of course, Unitas. I I saw Unitas. I was old enough to see Unitas. I've never really seen anyone in the pre-Super Bowl era that was better because I didn't see Otto Graham. Um, Joe Montana and Tom Brady, and we certainly know about them. I covered Joe and um, certainly covered Tom Brady for many years. Um, That's a pretty exclusive group because there are others. John Elway is up there. Roger Staubach is up there. But um, I think because we so, get so carried away with the latest and the greatest people want to, uh, they, they want to coronate some of these people. And, and uh, Patrick Mahomes, no question, at this level right now, three in five years, um, three in six years as a starter, but the last five years. That's a, a amazing, astounding, what the numbers he's putting up. And you said if he continues that pace, absolutely, he's going to be in that top five. Maybe it's in the top three, something like that but his career isn't finished. I'd like to see him play it out and see what happens and maybe revisit this in another five years and we can make an evaluation.
5: Hey Clark, how difficult was it picking the, uh, the guys for this year? Um, Vinny, it was, it, it was tough
4: um, because I didn't think it was a particularly strong class, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was pretty clear cut how the top three or four should go. I had Patrick Willis as my X factor but I missed on a couple other guys. I thought Jared Allen would move forward if you followed the queue. And he was a top ten finisher last year. And he was um, in the line, I thought, for uh, being the top five guy this year simply because if you follow the queue, the people who are the top, uh, top ten, well, five of those move on. The next five are in the on-deck circle for the next coming year, which would have been this year. But Jared Allen was one of those guys. We had three wide receivers in that group. So you say, okay, one of those three is coming out. It was going to be Andre Johnson. I pretty much felt that way. Um, but the guy didn't really get was Devin Hester. I thought he'd move into the top 10. He was top 15 last year. But we had something unusual this year. We had three guys who didn't make the first cut from 15 to 10 last year. And Hester is one of them. Farini is another one. And Willis was the third three go from not making the, final, the first cut from 15 to 10 to the Hall of Fame next year. That's unprecedented. I've never seen that happen before. I've seen an individual – go from that top 15 to, you know, to camp in the next year. I've seen that happen. Um, it happened with Morton Anderson. It happened with Terrell Owens. But um, I haven't seen three people. So that's why it's a little bit tricky. Um, Dwight Freeney made a jump, and he jumped Jared Allen. And why that's unusual is because Jared Allen made the top 10 last year. Dwight Freeney didn't. So something happened between last year and this to cause voters to go into the Freeney camp. I I, I don't know why. But it happened. Um so there were I'd say two two spots that were at issue. To me the top three were pretty clear. I was I'll be honest with you, I was very surprised that uh, Antonio Gates didn't make it.
5: Yeah, I I was too. Hey, Clark, what about like Suggs and Yonder are up next year? What do you because you were talking about Allen and Suggs is in that same position.
4: Yeah, he is. Um so he gets in there where I mean we're starting to get um a lot of pass rushes. We had three this year. Mathis probably will be moving up. He had basically the same numbers as Freeney, but he was a semifinalist. He couldn't make the cut because Freeney was there, so now Freeney's going forward. Mathis had more forced fumbles than Dwight Freeney and only uh, one or two and a half fewer sacks. But he'll be in there with Suggs, with Allen. Um, I think Suggs, I you know, he's going to have momentum. I, I would expect him to be a top 10 guy um, next year. Don't know that he's going to make the top group because if you look at that group that he's in, it's loaded. I mean, you got Keekly, you got Eli Manning, um, you got Vinatieri. They're, they're really good people within that group. Um, I, I'm really kind of curious to see what people do with Gates next year. I would think he'd move forward. Would, would Suggs jump Jared Allen? He might. I mean, Perini did, so he might. Um, but Suggs is going to get in it at some point. I don't know if it'll be immediately. I think first ballot Hall of Famer should be a really, really special designation the point where you just mention the guy's name and you don't have to make a case so you say joe montana jerry rice you get the idea um and Dre lewis you get the idea with that but with uh Sunk, there will be a presentation i would think he'd be a top 10 guy next year it could be a, a, a tough thing for him to make the move up of oh, that that group of people i just talked about i think the most electable is keekly of that group
5: now is eli Manning a hall of famer clark that's a good question. Finney. That's going to be a long conversation. If
4: you ask me, I'd say no, I'd right. say he had Hall of Fame moments. He didn't have a Hall of Fame career. He he won as many as he lost. Um, and he was never an all pro. And I think if you can't be an all pro of, of your era, why are you an all pro of all time? Um, I'm willing to listen to debates. I'm not saying I'm steadfast against it. But I know people within that group, and I'm talking about a board of selectors of 50 people within that group, who think he's first ballot. They think he's first ballot. I also know people within that group who think he's no ballot. And honestly, if you were to uh, put my feet to the fire at this point, I'd say I'd I'd probably vote no ballot because I just think he had Hall of Fame moments, as I said. Clearly, those two Super Bowls the 2011 championship game in San Francisco, I thought that was the greatest game he ever played. People talk about the Super Bowl um, in 2007. Yeah, he was, he was good and made, certainly made the, the great pass to David Tyree, a great catch. You know, I mean, it upset an undefeated team. But if you go to that 2011 game, he was beaten to a pulp by the 49ers, kept getting up. And Vinny, you would re- I, I mentioned this to you specifically. It reminded me of what Troy Aikman did against. San Francisco in the 94 championship game when you and I were in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Aikman got beaten to a grind in that game. He kept getting up and throwing and throwing and never quit. And I had so much admiration in that game for him, but he lost. I had so much admiration for Manning in that 2011 game, but he won.
5: Now, Clark, you know, what was interesting is, is the Niners, they've been back to the Super Bowl, but they haven't won it since uh, Eddie has left.
4: That's right. That's right. I, I, I noticed that too. Um, they should have won the game against Baltimore. I thought if, if they had simply just run the ball in, but instead they start, they tried to throw it. Um, the, the game against Sam, against um, Kansas city four years ago still bothers me because Kyle Shanahan had a 20 to 10 lead in the fourth period of six and a half minutes to go. We should have been running the ball. He was throwing it and he lost that game. And to me, uh, I, I don't want to get into a pitched argument on this or debate on this. I thought i made the same mistake again yesterday. This is the guy who was the offensive coordinator in Atlanta when they blew that 28-3 lead against New England and really aided and abetted the Patriots in their comeback because he kept throwing the ball. You go, just, just, just run it. You run down the clock. You got a lead. No one's going to get you. But um, we know what happened in that game. We know what happened four years ago. And honestly, we know what happened yesterday. To me, the, the, the game was decided in the first three san francisco series of the second half they get the interception they have the ball i think at the 44 of kansas city you've got a seven point lead you're going to get points whether it's a field goal a touchdown it's going to be a two get two score game and now you got them on the run because the momentum clearly is in your corner so of those nine plays he had three and outs each series he threw or tried to throw eight times well, why are you doing that they can't, where they're vulnerable was against the run it's to me, it's like something with Baltimore did. Not quite as extreme as what Baltimore and Todd Monkey did. But, um, you know, why do you do that? You, haven't you learned the lessons in the past? And I felt he, he didn't. And honestly, again, I speak to you, Vinny, on this because we have a common bond here with San Francisco. I don't think Mike Shanahan would have done that. I think he would have He would have said, listen, I know where they're vulnerable, we're going to go get them. And we're going to put them on their back and see if they can catch us. And they didn't do that. To me, they they left the door open for Kansas City. And they finally just said, okay, they're giving us a chance to come back. And they did. And we, we know what happened with a fumble punt in the special teams. But um, I thought he blew another opportunity. And you're not going to get many of those.
3: Clark Judge, tell us about Talk of Fame 2 in the podcast and all the fun stuff you got going on right now.
4: Yeah, I, I work with um, uh, an, a historian, John Turney, who's used by the Hall of Fame voters constantly as a resource at uh, uh, Talk of Fame 2. And that's talkoffame2.com. Uh, we talk about everything past, present, and future. Appreciate you asking about that, Bob. And then also do a podcast with that Hall of Fame voter, Ira Kaufman, from Campo who has put in a lot of candidates. He's one of the most eloquent and influential voters there. But we do podcasts there that we We'll put on um, itestfor2.com or you can find them on the dot 2com But thank you very
3: much for asking. Clark, appreciate your time as always. Enjoy your air quotes downtime and we'll catch up with you in the next few weeks and months. <laughs> Thanks,
4: Thanks you Clark. Cool yep. to to you. Yeah, talk to you, Vinny.
1: Yep.
3: There's Clark Judge, everybody. It's Vinny at Haiti, 105.7. The fan will come back. Coronate Vinny is the king of not only regular season picks, but the postseason because he swept both of them. And then Sean Merriman lights out will be joining us bottom of the hour. Look back at the Super Super Bowl look ahead to the challengers to the Chiefs throne.
2: You can pick your friend. we just become best friends? Yep. You can pick your nose. There was no pig. There was no pig. But only
5: Vinny and Haney can pick games. Football pick them. 105.7 The
3: Fan. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Season is over. It was a no contest. Talking about our picks, of course. Here on 105.7 The Fan as Vinny Serrato rolled through the regular season. yeah, got close at the end, but he was in a comfortable position for most of said year, and then just strengthened his hold during the playoffs. So, Nolan McGraw, for the final time,
1: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: In 2023-24, standings, how it went, prop bets, who was good, who was bad, etc., Etc., etc.
7: Yeah, Vinny had a, a quality lead. He was at 9 and 3, so two games up on Bob at 7 and 5, three games up on me at 6 and 6, but there were, what, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 possible picks here. So uh, still had to finish it off, and spoiler, he did. Uh, we'll start here with the national anthem. This was the controversial one because, well, depending on what sports book you went with, It might have been over. It might have been under. Reva McIntyre, she was uh, pretty close there to that 90 and a half second mark. She did say home of the brave twice. And that's the sticking point. Some sports books said no. As soon as she says the first one, that's the end of the song. Others said it's whenever she turns off her microphone. So some books said over, some books said under. Again, she came in right around that 90 and a half second mark. Good news is it didn't matter for us. So it didn't end up being a sticking point. But uh, Vinny and I, am sorry, Vinny said under. Bob and myself had over. So you can give yourself an extra point if you feel like it, but right. it doesn't matter. And once she
3: stops saying, it's over. Yeah. And she can repeat it. So is it if somebody carries a note oh, 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 like fifty thousand seconds? Full disclosure, I was in the bathroom during the national anthem. Yeah, it I was fast. It, it was definitely. that yeah. yeah. I I went in as she. I didn't know they were going to do a quick turnaround between Post Malone and her. So when I walked out, she was kind of wrapping it up. So I guess it took me uh, about a minute and a half to take a whiz there. There was a commercial in
7: between, I think. There was. Well, then (laughs) two and a half minutes. (laughs) 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 Got to go, you got to go. Next. Anyway, coin toss here. This one, uh, somebody had to win this one. 50-50. Vinny and myself went with tails. They say it never fails. Well, it did yesterday. Bob, you got your heads there. That's my lone win. That's your lone prop. I'd like to thank the Academy. How about first commercial after kickoff? Well, we were all wrong. I don't think anyone saw this coming. Uh, the real actual commercial was uh, a trailer for the Wicked movie, the Wizard of Oz musical thing. Yeah. Uh, nobody could have seen that coming. Vinny said State Farm. Doritos was my pick. Bud Light for Bob. Yeah. They? You have no idea. That's almost
3: impossible to predict.
5: Yeah. That I one. didn't even pay attention. Was there any Bud Light ones?
3: I think they were maybe... The Clydesdales came back. Three oh, okay. or four yeah. in there, I believe. I saw Bud Light win. Was yes.
5: there a State Farm one in there?
7: Yes. Oh, With uh, Schwarzenegger.
5: Yeah,
3: yeah. I could not yeah. say neighbor.
7: neighbor. And Danny Devito. <laughs> <laughs> neighbor. Uh, how about first touchdown score? Vinny and myself picked McCaffrey here, but certainly didn't expect it to be on a, a trick play like that. Bob, you had Pacheco. Oh, he did score the first touchdown, didn't mm-hmm. he? Damn. Uh, Gatorade color here. It took a while for them to actually get Andy Reid here with the Gatorade. It didn't happen in the moment. Got him right before the uh, trophy ceremony, but it was, in fact, purple, which was a deviation from them. I think they had orange last year. Our guesses were all wrong. Vinny with red. Lemon-lime was my pick. And Bob with white. Or cherry, depending <laughs> on I mean, who you ask. Just clear color. And, uh, white. <laughs> here, here was Milk. the big difference maker. <laughs> MVP and game winner. So, of course, Vinny had the Chiefs as his winner, Mahomes as his MVP. That sealed the deal. Uh, Bob and myself had the Niners. McCaffrey was my MVP pick. Purdy for Bob. So it wasn't even close. Uh, Final updated standings here, what, Vinny, uh, 12, 12 and 6. I was at 7 and God knows what, not good. And Bob, uh, 8 and 10.
3: Oh, wow. Well, Vinny drinks for free again, just like the regular season. Now his playoff booze will be on its way. Do you have to or do you recall by any chance our our regular season
7: or preseason picks for the season? I can dig them up. I was on vacation that day. I know that. But I can dig them up.
3: Yeah, because I looked and I think I might have tossed them like maybe the next day. But I can't remember, and I, I apologize, who I picked to win the Super Bowl. I'm thinking Kansas City, May, or was it Buffalo? <coughs> uh, again. I'm I don't remember. It.
6: I uh, got it,
5: mine.
3: Yeah. What, what did you do?
5: I had um, AFC, Jets, Baltimore, Philly, Detroit, and then I had Philly and the Jets.
3: <coughs> Ooh. Yeah. yeah. You might. You should relinquish your postseason champion hard championship. Knocks. Hard Knocks
7: Co- was hitting <laughs> hard there. <laughs>
5: Coach of the year, I had Dan Campbell.
7: Hey! It, yeah, yeah that's it was not a crowded bad. race that's this year. Not yeah. bad.
5: Rookie of the year at Zay Flowers.
3: In, in the conversation. Yeah. So that one is egregious as your Super Bowl pick. Yeah. Infinity at Haiti 1057. The fed will come back. Talk about the Super Bowl with Sean Merriman. Lights out, former Terrapin star and all pro in the National Football League. And he's always got something going on with the hand-to-hand <laughs> combat. Sure, we'll talk about that. And then it's a fun house trip, Nolan McGraw before Inside Access takes over here at two o'clock.
2: Covering everything sports every day.
5: 1057, The Fan.
3: Vinny and Haiti, 1057, The Fan here on this Monday. Bob Haiti, Vinny Serrato, Nolan McGraw, other side of the glass. NFL season over Kansas City in overtime, 25-22. As they stun the 49ers when their second straight lombardi trophy third in five years here to talk about that and more former maryland all-american nfl all-pro friend of the show he's on the wgk law guest hotline let's welcome back to the program he is lights out sean merriman sean what's going on man hey what's going on man a little of this little of that to be totally honest with you and we're gonna praise patrick mahomes and rightfully so here in a couple of minutes, but Chris Jones watching him do his thing not just yesterday, Sean, but throughout the playoffs, how impressed were you with him and how integral is he to them winning these Super Bowls in the last few seasons here?
2: You, you know, and it's, it's funny you said that because, you know, we talk so much about Patrick Mahomes and and, and and Travis Kelsey and offense and what they've been able to do, but I think that people are really failing to realize that the reason why they're there is because of the defense, and I know that they're not going to get a lot of credit because, you know, you got one of the greatest quarterbacks or becoming one of the greatest quarterbacks that we always talk about, but that defense got them there. Uh, and I'll start back when, when they played the Ravens, that big play that they made with flowers, punching the ball out and getting those turnovers, um, you know, those things It is championship football and Chris Jones, man, um, I, he, we we got to start mentioning him up there with, with some of the greats as well. I know we talk a lot about Aaron Donald, these interior D linemen who, who kind of made a name for themselves. But Chris Jones, you know, if you go back to the first game of the year, uh, Detroit, when they lost, I really believe, I know Travis Kelsey wasn't on the field, but I believe they lost that game because Chris Jones, you know, he's that dominant when he's on the field.
3: And staying with the defense, Steve Spagnola, the job that he's done, got the better of Todd Munkin in the AFC championship game here. And then looks like he had Kyle Shanahan all discombobulated last night. So as we give praise, we talk about Andy Reid and rightfully so again, Sean, but Steve Spaggs, how much praise are we giving Spags today?
8: Put the spring back into your step, and into your home too. Shop blinds.com right now and save up to forty-five percent. Up to forty-five percent off for a limited time at blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: Patrick Mahomes and whatnot. Spagnola, you, you started mentioning him up there as as some of the greatest, uh, one of the greatest coordinators of all time. His timing and his packages uh, are, are impeccable. Uh, And what he's been able to create, and his on in-game adjustments—that that's what—that's the biggest thing with uh, with Spagnola. His in-game adjustments when things aren't going accordingly, his ability to switch up the game plan to get back on top is unparalleled. And you know, we talk about great coaches and Andy Reid and whatnot, but you got to start mentioning Spagnola up there as well with the best.
5: Hey, Sean, what was it like uh, having the Super Bowl in Vegas? Did you like it?
2: Yeah, other than the traffic, man, <laughs> I think um, I, I I thought it was great. Uh, you know, the city was just flipped upside down. And, and I I was here for F1 and some of the uh, the drafts and some of the other bigger events. And, you know, Vegas has really truly become the entertainment capital of the world. And it's changed so much over the last 10 years. Um, and that's before the basketball team gets here and the baseball team gets here. And it, there's a lot going on. Um, I, I, I mean, honestly, man, it, it's the sky's the limit on, on what's going to happen in Vegas. But it was phenomenal. The events, uh, I think the NFL did a great job, man, at laying the whole thing out.
5: Hey, Sean, when Green, Greenlaw went out, how did that affect the Niners?
2: Well, for one, my, my heart goes out to him as somebody who tore their Achilles before and, and the painful injury that is in, in the rehab The road to get back is one of the worst. Um, I'm speaking to someone who blew out their their knee, right? I had a torn PCL and LCL, and that that doesn't even come close to that Achilles injury. And how it happened was probably the most freakish things I've ever seen in sports ever. But you can tell his presence was immediately uh, felt when he left. Um, You know, some of those plays where, you know, they were hitting quick pass to the flats. Um, You know, his ability to find the football and, 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 and create havoc in the backfield when he's blitzing. Uh, his his impact was, was felt immediately when he left that game. Hey,
5: Sean, what was your opinion of Bosa? I thought he showed up a lot last night.
2: He did, man. And sometimes it doesn't show up with just getting sacks. And, you know, he had a, a couple – he had some TFL, but he had a couple big hurries in the back that got Patrick Holes to get the ball out of his hands. And I thought actually – and I know that, you know, Patrick Mahomes iced the game, you know, with, with some runs uh, towards the end of that game to extend the drive. But for the most part, man, I think they did a, a pretty good job of standing their rush lanes and, you know, not letting him create too many big plays down the field. Uh, so I, I, give them, I give them a lot of credit, man. They did get out to Patrick Mahomes, but Patrick Mahomes is great, and he just overcame everything that they had. How do
5: you, as a rusher, what do you, you got to do to try to stop Mahomes?
2: Uh, <laughs> it was stop any of the questions. You're not stopping him. He's going to make his plays. And my coach, I'll never forget. Coach, you tell me when I played, Uh, you know, they get paid too, right? So when you're playing against the greats and they make these big plays, you got to almost kind of go to the next play in the film study because you, know, you can't overcome some of these guys' greatness. And like I said, they they did a good job, man, sometimes flushing him out um, and then keep him, keeping him running lateral where he couldn't, you know, really set his feet and throw the ball down the field. I thought that they held him as much as possible. Now, what I would have done a little bit differently towards the end of that game, I would have had somebody to stay in the spine because we know um, that he's hurt more defenses using his legs, extending the, the, the drives at towards the end of the game, more than, in, any, more than his passes, more than throwing to Travis Kelsey. He's hurt you more with his legs. So in that fourth quarter, I would have dedicated a linebacker or a tackle just not even a rush, to make sure that he can't step up in that pocket and use his legs.
5: Sean, what about Kelsey, man? I mean, because like during the year, it looked like he was kind of old and had a hard time getting out of routes and stuff. But I mean, in the playoffs, he ended up with, what, 32 catches and in four games. He had a big Super Bowl. One catch for one yard the first half. Then he went eight for 93. I mean, big-time players show up at big-time times.
2: You're right. I was just about to say that, and – you know, that's why you have guys like that on the field. Yes, they may be aging, aging a little bit. Yes, they may be not as fast and, 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 and not as elusive as they once was, but they're so smart. He's been around been around the block enough that he knows how to get open. Some of those plays, man, where he's just one-on-one with a linebacker, still he sees Patrick Mahomes taking off and running. he finds a hole in, in that defense, and he sits down. That's that's when you get that experience, and it's like, okay, you know what? I can't run past everybody every single play, but what I can do is find these holes in pockets and make them pay that way, and that's what he did in that second half.
3: Sean Merriman, Lights Out, joining us here, Vidian Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Last thing for you, Sean, before we talk about your big event coming up this week, Lights Out Extreme Fighting. You played against Brady. You played against Manning. You played against Roethlisberger. All of these guys in their prime. At that time, when you watch Patrick Mahomes, are we talking about a guy that, depending on how it plays out, the next ten years perhaps that he will be the best of them all?
2: Well, you know, I I don't want to, you know, I think one one thing we have a problem with sometimes is goating people too early, right? Yep. Uh, or writing them off after a year or two if they don't pan out how they think they're going to pan out. So I think that we need to kind of change the you know, the 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 idea about that. But when you start talking about those go conversations. It is okay to start mentioning Patrick Mahomes because of what he's done in a short period of time. right? You have to think that that nucleus between him, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, and Chris Jones, they're going to add a number one wide receiver they got to after this year, a big play guy to throw the ball down the field. We we got to start mentioning him in that conversation. Now, where he ends up at, I think there's going to be the final say-so, and I, I don't throw too many people up there with Brady and Joe Montana, some of these greats just yet. But we wouldn't be particularly wrong if we start throwing him in that com- in that conversation, at least.
3: All right. Speaking of great lights out, extreme fighting, what's happening there? Great event for the fans, as always, I'm sure.
2: You know, it, we are coming straight off of a big game, and my big game is Friday, Friday, uh, February 16th. Lights Out Extreme Fighting 14 will be live in Long Beach, California. You can get more information at LightsOutExcept.com. We'll also be live on Football TV, Football Sports. If you guys don't have football out there, get it. Uh, this card is a special one. We got some big, some big up and coming guys that I think will have a shot at the UFC after. But also, we're testing out these uh, these Lights Out Tech gloves that can measure speed, power, punch, impact, G-force. Um, so, you know, just really getting this data, man, so we can give more information to the fans watching us at home. But I think it's going to be pretty cool when, when some uh, information and data can pop up on the screen about how hard a guy just got hit. So we want to um, you know kind of extend that in the uh, tech field in combat
3: sports. Turb legend Sean Merriman, NFL All-Pro. Sean, we appreciate your time as always. Have fun with the fights on Friday night, and we'll talk to you soon.
2: You got it, man. Thanks
3: for having me. Appreciate it, Sean. Sean Merriman. Everybody, it's Vinny and Haney. One zero five seven. The fan will come back. Take a trip through the funhouse with Nolan McGraw. Then Inside Access takes over at two o'clock. Kansas City Chiefs are football kings. What do the Ravens have to do to dethrone them? Nick,
5: what are you drinking? Vinny, cake bread. Shot an A. Haney, McUltra.
2: and Haney. One zero
5: five seven. The fan.
3: Haiti 105.7 The Fed here on this Monday. Tomorrow, Kevin Allstriker will be joining us. Talks and Ravens and National Football League with him. Talk and Orioles. We'll start breaking down the American League East as pitchers and catchers report this week. And some other surprises coming your way as well. NFL Combine coming up in a couple of weeks. Free agency starts in the NFL a month from tomorrow. So uh, March 13th, things are going to get a little interesting for sure. But then again, I'm guessing that uh, Eric DaCosta will have made some tough decisions, maybe some easy ones as well.
5: We don't know when they're going down to meet with Bashadi yet, do we? Yeah, that'll be interesting conversations too for them because I'm sure that they got to sit down and kind of go over their plan, talk through the plan of what they want to pay, who they want to pay, and the, the game plan you know, for all those guys.
3: Oddsmakers have the San Francisco 49ers as the favorites to win next year, followed by Kansas City. Ravens coming in at three. And then the Buffalo Bills coming in at number four. I think if this postseason has taught us anything, it's like stop making them the underdogs. Kansas City, as we said earlier during the whip, they were the underdogs in last year's Super Bowl. Yeah. Bob,
5: like you had said earlier, they were underdog in uh, Buffalo and the Ravens preseason game. So, I mean, people are going to learn. You just can't bet against Mahomes, man.
3: There's the guy. He's always the difference maker, or so it seems. So, the Chiefs, kings of the football world, and now we begin the
8: offseason. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter.
3: of 2024, and the Ravens, as we just said, they're going to be one of the favorites to uh, do some damage and get to New Orleans for Super Bowl 59. Let's get out to the phones real quick before we go to the funhouse. Let's go to Reisterstown. It is Kai. Kai, what is up?
2: Oh, man. What a game. What a game. I thought Shanahan, uh, Vinny, I thought they had the perfect game plan. I mean, you know, they they was they was mixing it up, the run pass, and it seems like Kansas City had a basic game. Just Mahomes, he's so great like that, and I and I was just wondering the whole game, one you know, what are they going to stop this game? Basic, just I mean, basic plays, just moving the ball down the field. But I but, but before I get off any, what do you think that quarterback? I know you talked to Mel, that's your buddy, quarterback for uh, Washington. What do you think he's going to go? Because I think Michigan, that was a great defense, but he still, I I feel like the uh, coaching staff for Washington kind of let him down. At, at the end, a little bit. So, what what do you think? What Mel's talking about that quarterback? Because I like him.
5: Yeah, he, he did all right at the Senior Bowl. And pa- he showed a Michael good arm. Penix yeah, Penix.
2: About. He's a lefty.
5: Um, the the key with him's going to be, you know, his medical stuff because he had a lot of injuries at IU. But uh, he's a talented guy. Mel likes Mel's got him going in. I want to say Mel's got him going in
3: the late first or second. It's videoed Haiti one oh five seven the fan Nolan you ready to get out of here. Quick draws funhouse.
1: The, the, the,
3: draw, the, draw.
2: the rudeness tuness text reader.
5: Who's oh, the fastest gun alive? This yeah. side of the Chesapeake.
4: I like that quick draw.
5: One oh five seven the fan.
7: Start with this texter who says Nick Bosa was all over the place last night. Never quite brought Mahomes down himself. He wasn't lying, though, when he called out the Chiefs' tackles for holding last week.
5: Yeah, I, I, I thought Bosa showed up. That's that's what I thought. Run, pass, he was playing hard, he was chasing the ball. I, I, I love Bosa, the way he plays.
7: Just watching, personally, I thought he was destined for a, a frustration flag in overtime. After coming up just short, time and time again, I thought he might lay into Mahomes, and then that's one too many and that would have been a difference maker but it was
3: a Chase Young sighting yesterday mm-hmm. too he had a he had a
5: sack
7: well they brought him down 3 times mm-hmm. yeah so uh this one here Texter Chris talking about overtime decision on Shanahan's part said why would you not defer to start overtime you're guaranteed to get the ball and you'd rather have four downs to work with
5: amen but i guess the Niners analytical people said the opposite like I said earlier, I don't know how you get analytics when it's the first time that's ever happened. So what analytics are you using?
7: What about the Brock Purdy factor? I think that played into it at all. I mean, obviously they trust him, but you give it to the Chiefs, they score, now all the pressure's on, Purdy, go get it done, get a touchdown sort of thing. Well, he said, we heard, played the clip
3: earlier, yeah. Shanahan, they wanted to be the third possession mm-hmm. where we expect to score if they match us. We'll go down and score and win the game. But, you know, they kicked a field goal. They scored a touchdown. And that's why we're sitting here today kissing Patrick Mahomes' ass. Yeah. And, I mean, the Chiefs put it in
5: and the Niners didn't from the five-yard line.
7: This one here, Texter says, The sting wasn't just seeing Kansas City in the Super Bowl instead of the Ravens. It's the fact that this was Baltimore's best shot at a Super Bowl in the Lamar Jackson era, and they squandered it.
5: I uh, I Ravens had the best team. The best team and we're playing the best. So, yeah, they 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 squandered that one and I think that's why that one hurts so much is because everybody felt like I'm guessing the Ravens they all felt like they were the best team and they deserved to go but they didn't get there.
7: Speaking of Hall of Fame, Stephen Glenn-Burney checking in here, says uh, it was still down the road here when it comes to this player. But in your opinion, has Justin Tucker done enough to warrant not only being a Hall of Famer, but potentially first ballot?
5: Yeah, first ballot for the kickers, I think, are tough. So um, that'll be interesting. But if if anybody could be a first balloter, would be him. And it all depends on who else he's going in with.
3: Yeah, if there's a bunch of quarterbacks yeah. who are worthy.
7: But he's definitely going to camp. Mm, yes, I believe, and this will be a good frame of reference. Adam Vinatieri, yes, is eligible for the first time next year. Yep. So that'll tell you, you know, what his kind of vote count is. Yeah, might Could be a good indication. How many game-winning Super Bowl kicks did he have? Mm-hmm. Two or three, if I'm not mistaken. Right. And before Tucker, he was regarded as the, the greatest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one last one here. Texter just says, Ravens fans need to stop whining. Wow. Time to move on already. I'm tired of hearing about what could have been and what should have been nonstop. They lost. They choked. Move on. See what happens next year. What well, could
3: have, should have. Yeah. For real. Ravens and 30 other teams are saying that right now. The latest is the San Francisco 49ers who felt the sting within the last 24 hours. That's going to do it for us. Tomorrow we're back for Turn It Up Tuesday. Talk Ravens, talk Orioles, American League East, and other things happening in your sporting life over the next 24 hours or so. Inside Access coming up next. For Nolan McGraw, Vinny Serrato, I'm Bob Haney. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll talk to you in the morning for now. Class dismissed. Smith.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,